Welcome to Inside the Firm, a podcast dedicated to small business owners and hosted by entrepreneurs, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Each week, they take you on their journey of how to start, run, and grow a business by bringing you inside their architecture and real estate development firm. Get a behind-the-scenes tour of how these business leaders manage their clients and foster company culture while creating new and innovative projects. And now your host, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Welcome to another episode of Inside the Firm. I'm here with Lance, the best interviewer ever. If you haven't listened to Rhett uh, on Monday, Fiscus on Monday morning podcast episode, go back, check that out. It's probably about a month and a half ago, uh, something like that. So it would have been uh, November 2022. Uh, I am just Alex, you know, I'm just here, Gore. Wow. Just just here. Hanging out. Uh, Here to tell you about one thing. It's architectsguide2.com. That's architectsguide2.com, showing you how to transition and not only move, just expand your base from uh, architect to architect as builder, Um, building residential projects, how it's done, how you can spend uh, your money coming in through the ups and downs that is this economy. Go check it out, architectsguide2.com. I need you to check out ArcCat.com too. As more businesses and tenants demand green design in their buildings, LEED certification is more important than ever. And while ArcCat is known for being red, they can help you go green. ArcCat provides thousands of LEED reports from building product manufacturers on how their products can help you make the green choice that's right for your project. Head over to ArcCat.com and find the information you need for LEED. Check them out. I check them out almost weekly now because uh, we download a ton of content from them. Most recently, some beautiful garage doors that made my client's dream house per- even dreamier. Last and certainly not least, Pella Luxury, a world-class brand of a world-class collection of brands brought together to provide window and door solutions to the building industry and beyond. Duratherm and Riley are the true pioneers of industry. They are doing what no one else has done: building and designing beyond the status quo. These brands do not push beyond limits; they set them. Explore PellaLuxury.com forward slash the firm. That's PellaLuxury.com forward slash to firm today. Show them that we're bringing some traffic to that website. Check them out. Keep them on your radar for all of your custom residential and commercial projects next year. They will make the impossible happen. Trust me. Awesome. All right, Lance, what is dialectic thinking? You know what? It's something that can completely help you out. I think society is lacking in dialectical thinking, and here's how we think it can help you because if you are a service-based uh company like us right we do construction we do architecture we do this podcast and putting yourself in other people's positions it makes you more empathetic and then helps you provide better service so i've got an article here pulled up today it's from mental health today and uh it starts off with saying how can we begin to understand the world beyond our internal perspective Claire Nara, a clinical psychotherapist, writes that the dialectical writes that dialectical thinking can help us open up our thought processes to an increased awareness of a multifaceted reality beyond the typical black and white, good and bad binary world that is often presented to us. There are many ways our thought patterns can get us in trouble. We can become wrapped up in feeling of abandonment and we ruminate on the idea that we are not wanted. We can become fearful about losing our job, and every interaction with our boss seems to uh, signal a possible termination. When situations like this happen, it's common to focus solely on one outcome, and more often than not, it is 
the one thing we don't want to happen. Much of the reason we do this is because we are oriented towards survival. So we try to avoid the things that can hurt us. This means seeing danger before it happens and acting to prevent it. But it also means that so often our thoughts only consider one thing, how to prevent harm. In that case, we only see things from that perspective and every interpretation we have aids that. Yet, that is only one way to think. Dialectical thinking, also known as paradoxical thinking, is, in many ways, the opposite of the catastrophic thinking that responds to threats. Dialectical thinking is defined as seeing things from multiple perspectives. A fundamental principle of dialectical thinking is that everything is composed of opposites, and to and that, to understand things more fully, we need to understand their opposites. For example, if darkness is defined as the absence of light, we couldn't describe it unless we also defined light. Because a defining principle of dialectical thinking is that everything is composed of opposites, it holds that nothing is ever black and white, or good, or, or all good, or, or all bad. Every person, place, thing, and situation has both good and bad components. As much as we may not like, they are not all bad, and as much as we may be excited about something, there will be components of it that are challenging. Understanding that there are many ways to see situations helps us move past rigid thought patterns and the resultant emotions that come with them. Dialectical thinking also helps us understand that alternative perspectives might be equally worth considering. Al, I feel like you've done this since forever. Why do you think that is? Uh, Honestly, it might. I I can't remember. I read the book that our whole forum is going to read when I was maybe like 14, maybe even younger. Um, It is uh, the seven habits of highly effective people. Mm Might have came from there. Um, But yeah, like you said, it's just just something that's been ingrained in me or or maybe it's natural. You want to know where I think is what's hard to do this besides this whole survival narrative? I think it comes from a couple different things. The first is, <clears throat> let's say uh, there's a conversation. You have a history with a thought or an idea, mm-hmm. and you don't want to let it go because of ego and mm-hmm. because you've invested in your thought and you've shifted your perspective. <clears throat> I heard this in two podcasts happen recently. Mm. This one guy was arguing that like there's no way to know um, if the government, federal government is spending too much money and if it's going to cause negative consequences. And he had this whole idea about it and he had this whole logic about this. And it's the other people on this podcast, like literally shot him down with, with facts. And one of them was like, if your government, your federal government is spending more than it takes in plus the inflation and the interest. Yeah. Yep. You are in borrowing against the future. Like it's just a it's just fundamental a fact. fundamental obvious fact. Yep. So let's say you only take in a trillion Some dollars, penalty. but inflation's seven percent. If you spend a trillion and seven percent, like it's just gonna get eaten up from inflation. You're probably fine, you, you know. But anything else is you're borrowing against the future. And he just couldn't let this thing die because he just kind of he just used the argument like, well, we've spent a lot, and and everyone says we shouldn't spend a lot, so like we don't know what the limit is. It's like okay, just. You've invested too much in this idea. Um, there was another one thing. There was another thing too. Um, so know that, let's say you're presenting a thought to me, like I might be dug in because like, oh, I read a book on this, but that book might be outdated. You know what I mean? And the other thing too, so uh, it's not just ego. It can be emotions. Something makes you mad. Something makes me mad. My kid, whatever. Like uh, my kids might do something that like isn't even that bad. 
but like the other kid did four things that were bad. Now I'm taking that four things. The other kid only does one thing's bad blowing up on, on, yeah. that, you know what I mean? Um, so like it, it, it could be it. And I use kids because it, it's so visceral, but like you, you have emotions about this firm, about work, about what you do, about design. Like, don't forget about that. Don't let that blind you. You know, even in like, like, uh, meetings, like you're late, they're late, you know, all of a sudden your emotions are not allowing you to like think, Oh, okay. What's going on? Things like that. Does that make sense? Makes all kinds of sense. Yeah. And this is the trap I think that architects fall into is that they get emotionally attached to their vision and they're not, they, they fail to consider the opposite of their vision. And that is what is it going to cost to implement that vision? And so when, you know, we're working with a homeowner, a developer, any kind of owner in that way, right? This, I, I feel like if, if you took a look at this dialectical thinking and paradoxical thinking, one of the two, same thing, then it's going to help you just serve the client better, which kind of which relates all the way back to one of our principles at F9. We have nine principles, and that is, you know, serve the client, serve the contractor, serve the city. Yeah. Um and, and you're just going to, you're going to be more empathetic. And th- that's at the end of the day, you're going to do a good, uh, the best architecture you can do. No, like that's going to happen no matter what, you, even if it, it gets value engineered. Um, but you're going to be able to cope with that better. So something to think about moving into the, into the new year. I think if everybody, w- one of the, one of the biggest things we need to do as a practice, uh, and this is not just F9, but everybody is uh, be better service providers because one of the things I think that died with COVID was service, customer service. For some reason, it just took a steep downhill turn. I don't know why. Maybe because we decided we all should be online and not pick up the phone or, you know, have that human-human relationship. Mm. But, like, this type of thinking is so critical as a professionally and personally. I, just, I, it's, I think it's worth considering. Do you know why it's uh, so beneficial as well? Hmm. Is that if you have a point... And let's, let's pretend that, um, I'm, I'm not, I'm just shooting it down. Right. <clears throat> but let's just say it, it, it is a bad point. Right. But like, you are just like hammering me. Like, I want this bad point. Mm-hmm. I want this bad point. And I'm not thinking from your perspective and I'm just arguing and fighting. If I can move myself over to your side, see why you think it, why you do. And then all of a sudden I steel man your argument. And then, then I can talk to you from your level of like, yeah. oh, hey, Lance, you thought it because of X or because of emotion Y. X and Y don't exist. And then you might, if you don't have the uh, too big of an ego, be like, oh, okay. Now, now I can hear Al because he's not because he can think the same way I'm thinking. Because before you're just trying to convince me to think the way you're right. thinking. And I'm not even doing that. You're not even doing that. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, cool. Well, we're recording this on, uh, December 30th, 2022 or 2023 is right around the corner and, uh, everybody's got new year's resolutions and everybody does it in different ways. And I just wanted to share, Al's going to share how he's, what he's got his on his, uh, list of things to do. But, uh, what I wanted to show is, uh, just give you guys a personal inside look at my vision board. I've never done a vision board before. I've just had goals that I keep in my, my brain, but this year, I have got some uh, financial challenges and, and things that I want to do um, to just kind of up the level of myself and my family and everything else that I think requires another level of just leveling up with the vision to happen. So if you're watching on the YouTube, I've got it pulled up here. 
my vision, and I, I encourage Mark LePage to do something like that, and then he sent us a really cool uh, image of something else that he's working on, which was like just, I mean, we Al and I were just like floored when we saw it. I was like, that that is the perfect way to vision. Yeah, he's doing Photoshop and fancy. Oh. We got to harass him again to make sure he doesn't slack on us, though. Yeah, yeah. One of the things that's already changed on my vision board, and I actually have to... <laughs> Change it over is uh, Kyler wants to now, one of my sons wants to be a, uh, now he wants to be a diesel mechanic. So instead of him graduating coding school, we're going to try to find him an apprenticeship to do that. Um, but what mine, and you don't have to follow exactly my lead, but I highly encourage, if you listen to this today, tomorrow, before the New Year's, in that first January uh, month, consider s- doing something like this. It's either like a vision board, like I've got pulled up here. Or with the book we're reading right now, with the firm wide, we're going to read it with a book that Alex is mentioning, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. They say do a personal mission statement. And actually, that's what I'm going to work on tomorrow is what I liked how they framed it was, um, for instance, for me. So like Lance claims he's a serial entrepreneur. And it's mostly true, right? We have F9 Productions, the architecture firm. We have F14 Productions. The you teach. I teach. Alex teaches. We have F12, which is the development, which has some of our real estate holdings in it. Um, And then uh, we have the podcast, obviously. And then I have my nonprofit. So, like, there's entrepreneurial stuff going on there, right? But, but like, to go back to the – so, like, for the mission statements with that, I'm going to focus in on missions, personal mission statements for each of those entities or titles. Sure that I have to further exacerbate like this idea of just burning it into my psyche and like making it a serious, serious goal to yeah. uh, like these goals possible. But the best part about it that I liked, and I think it was in chapter one is they said like, what is your foundation though? And so for me, it's a, it's a, uh, there's a big component of faith. So one of the things I wanted to do on my was have a blessed Catholic marriage. My wife and I did not get married in the Catholic church. I would like that to happen. My kids would get confirmed as Catholics. And then I start moving into, uh, like, my son. Like I talked about graduating coding school. Now he wants to do this other thing. Uh, Kaya and Marilyn, my my wife, having a better personal relationship. Then I start to move in, like, the money, right? To try to have a half a million dollar year. That That's no joke. I think it's attainable. Um, and then all of the other, like, personal stuff. Fishing with Lance. Get up to 20,000 followers on uh, Newsbreak. YouTube increase. Uh, so if you're watching on YouTube, you haven't subscribed yet, please do to the inside the firm. Get us up to 5,000 subscribers. Um, bigger increased downloads for the podcast. Uh, start getting into fix and flips. I've been talking about them for a while and holding um, those as rentals to increase the, uh, you know, just uh, my, my real estate holdings and investments. Um, and then one big one for like you architects is I have uh, a picture of one of our best houses up here. And it's East Watch House. Um, we have been getting all of these inquiries because people see we finally broke that sort of mold of or broke through finally like, like a little glass ceiling of like we always thought, man, if we could just get one signature house up on the website, if we could just get one project that's prominently displayed, you feel like it would attract those kind of clients again, those higher paying custom residential where you're truly getting paid to be an artist. So I want to get 12 of those next year and do it. Uh, so one a month is a big goal for me and to command the highest fees we've ever commanded back to kind of personal, uh, a special trip to Las Vegas for my wife's, uh, birthday. We did that last year, more magazine covers an architecture award, and then back to commercial stuff, uh, or sorry, back to personal stuff. I want to shoot, shoot an elk with my friend, John Kyle, catch a hundred pound paddlefish 
20-inch long cutthroat trout, 24-inch long cutboat trout, and then finally hunt a deer with my brother, who's been begging me to do it. And then last but certainly not least, expand my community garden, my nonprofit, two times in two locations. Um, So, like, the thing they say to do also is, like, you need to look at this. You need to put this, like, wherever your special place is and you you do your your most uh, creative time of the day. So, for me, that's waking up at 5, getting the pot, getting that pot of coffee going. This is in my personal office and I look at it every single day. I try to memorize these numbers and try to visualize them moving ahead. Yep. <clears throat> so mine, uh, I would always do goals, but, th- and I would write them down, but I never attached images to them. And images connects more to, um, basically emotion and it helps you visualize it yep. more and, and see it more. Um, I don't have mine up here. I, <clears throat> I had a, you know, I had my board, I measured it all out and then I put all my images perfectly so that they would fit perfect on like a grid. And then I realized I didn't leave any text and any space for text. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, Oh, there goes that. Yeah. But anyways, I know what they mean to me. Um, some, uh, one of mine is, is, is save enough money to, to buy land. And then I have pictures of like the certain characteristics that I want that land to be. Um, I have a couple different fitness goals. One is to run three miles in under 20 minutes. Ooh, that's impressive. Yeah, while being fit. So there's other fitness goals. So I can't just be a stick, you know, doing it. Um, Two great vacations with the family. Um, Already kind of know what those are going to be and know where they're going to be in pictures of that. Uh, Ten dates with my wife, which is up there. Um, And then uh, there's some other stuff relating to money and things like that. And to, to F9, you know, happy, healthy, awesome firm. Um, and then Saturday mornings always have my kid t- dad time with the kids on, on, on Saturday mornings. So that's what I have. Um, if you want to send us ours, you can, uh, you can, you can tag us when you post it on, Yeah, uh, you know, get uh, after it. it th- th- this can't be a detrimental exercise. It's only, it could only be positive for you to yep. do it. And it might sound woo woo and kind of silly, but like. My wife did. My wife always does a vision board, and she did one last year, and she got every single goal. And some of them were some large dollar goals for her business with real estate. It was it was pretty amazing. Yep. So like I'm a firm. I'm now a full firm believer in it. I, I was always doing this stuff. Like I feel like you were doing it. Like you would wake up on New Year's Day and do it right away in the morning or something I would. like that. Yeah. Yeah. With and you know what? This whiteboard. Last year, the last couple of years, I remember what happened and, and I have to kind of adjust is like I would have, let's just say 10 goals. Um, and within the first six months, I would crush like four to five of them. And then I would kind of just get burnt out and then I wouldn't know where the other ones go. So like how to stick through on them is going to be key. And maybe it is the vision board rather than just like little text on my phone or something like that. You know, maybe that that's the difference. That book came up with some kind of... Uh did, did you, I, I think it was like chapter two or three, when, whatever chapter, I think it was chapter two where they talked about the personal mission. And I should have wrote, I should have wrote it down or clipped it because it would have, you would have had a better term for when you teach your class about preaching to the kids or to the students that when you draw, there's this, mem- there's, there's the learning process. They they had a, they had a name for it finally. So this guy was talking like kinesthetic or some yeah word like yeah that. psycho psycho kinesthetics or something like that I I can't remember but basically he was relating it to writing and he was saying like when you write it by hand versus a computer he go he, he it's just like there's a memory relay that happens in your brain for that um, 
So kind of that's why, you know, back down to the visuals again, if, especially if you're an architect or a designer, you can, if you're visualizing it, I mean, you know what it's like when you get a new project and you just have that vision or you go to the site and then you let the vision marinate after you have a program and it really happens and then it comes out and you're like, man, that was a beautiful process. Mm -hmm. Same sort of thing. So should we see who number two works for? Yes. Let's go to Nick with Nick Reads. Hello, best friends. I hope you all had a great week this week. A reading. Without the passion of soul, however, the passion of the mind creates endless streams of empty suits. Dreams without heart. Abstractions that fill the dead vacuum of soulless idea. Academic pursuits. Dreams without feet. Idealism disconnected from life. Like communism, fascism, terrorism. Ideas born from the mind's passion. Obsensibly pursued on behalf of mankind. Then ends up killing people in an effort to save them. This is what the mind's passion without soul does. It creates forms without substance. Huge promises without any connection to the real people who are impacted by them. Michael E. Gerber, E-Meth Mastery. Merry Christmas. Toodles! So, like, it reminds me, like, of these these isms don't relate to reality. Mm-hmm. And then you try to force it. Mm-hmm. And you try to just take this one-line stance of, like, this is the way it needs to it's be. It's the opposite of dialectical thinking. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know? So. Well, that's it for us. Uh, we hope you like this episode. If you like this episode, please have a happy, happy new year. We will see you after the new year in 2023. I'm optimistic about it. You should be optimistic about it. Get on those vision boards. Get on those personal mission statements. Make it a goal to make it one of your best years ever. If uh, if you're watching on YouTube, please like, subscribe. If you're listening on iTunes, leave us a five-star review. We'll see you in 2023.